Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Hi, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I am so excited about today's topic because, as you know, I am a huge marketing, branding, and all things hair business nerd. And my guest today and I are going to talk all about marketing from a salon owner's perspective. So this is a perspective we have not covered before on the show, and I am really, really excited to dive into it. So without further ado, I would like to welcome salon owner, educator, and fellow podcaster, Sam Lacoste to the show. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and actually be on the other side of the podcasting microphone. So this is kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I love chatting with other podcasters because we all start them for a reason because we like to talk. So I find that the, the conversations just flow so effortlessly. So I'm really excited to connect with you, Sam. Awesome. Me too. So, okay, let's start at the beginning. I'm just going to start like throwing questions at you. And I would love to hear, because I always find this super interesting. How did you get into the beauty industry? So to make a really long story short, I, well, first off, my, my mom had those, like, you know, those books where you write in it every year, what you want to be when you grow up, like who your friends were, what happened that year, all these little things. Like you write it every year as you, as you grow up. And I had actually wrote in it every year, except for grade three, when I wanted to be a clown with my friend, don't ask why, but um, (laughs) I had wrote in it every year that I wanted to be a hairstylist. And so funny enough, I actually grew up to be what I wanted to be when I grew up. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I, well, except for when I was in high school, I went through a whole different phase and it was kind of funny how you kind of forget those things that you want to be when you grow up. And so I had decided I wanted to go in all these different routes. I was always very creative. And my mom had always said like, oh, you should be a hairstylist when you grow up. Like you would be so good at it. You're so creative, all these things. And I actually would say, it just sounds so boring. Like I don't want to play with people's hair all day. (laughs) And it just didn't seem like anything that enticed me. And so I had switched high schools in my last year and we had a hairstyling program there. And so I took the program. I was, you know, I just want to learn to braid hair, just the simple things. And then I ended up really, really enjoying it. I finished out the program there and went straight from high school into working at a salon. And so my first year that I was apprenticing, so I don't know in your city, it might be the same, but it's definitely not in the States and a lot of other provinces, but we have a two-year apprenticeship program in Manitoba. So we have to train under somebody for two years before you get your full license. And and it's funny, I've actually talked to a few people in the States who were like, oh, you know, I don't really want to do training and all this stuff. And I tell them about this program that we have to do. And they're like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. Like as if you have to do that. But I couldn't imagine having it any other way because I remember when I first, like the first day I cut hair, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, I didn't put a cape on the person. I totally forgot. I got nervous. And the girl beside me was like, Oh, do you want a cape? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. 
yeah. like just playing it <laughs> off and it took me like an hour and a half to do a men's cut like you you're so clueless coming into it and mm-hmm. and you know you only learn like the basics in school right totally. and so coming into it you're just like it's a whole new world and so having had the opportunity to do the two-year apprenticeship i learned so much i was in a really really awesome salon but it was just chair rental. So it wasn't a place that I was going to continue on and so, or continue on with them. And so I ended up going through a couple different salons and getting different experiences, different places. They were not always the greatest, greatest experience, but at the end of the day, I learned a lot of like what to do and what not to do. And then eventually went into salon ownership. And so, and that's a whole other story on its own, but (laughs) what inspired you to open your salon then? Like, was it, what, what was it that was the thing that got you to pull the trigger, I guess, on, on diving into salon ownership. Yeah. So my, I had actually, while I was in hair school, because it was only a part-time program in, in the, in high school. And so I took university on the side in business and I didn't like, I always said, and it's so weird that I say this, but like, I was like, I don't want to open up a salon in Winnipeg because there's so many salons in Winnipeg. Like I would go like somewhere like Toronto, which now I look at them like there's millions of salons in Toronto (laughs) too. But I always had this like thought in my brain. I was like, I want to open a salon one day. It, It ties in so well with my university degree and all of that. And I'm super, I got super tied into like the marketing aspect. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so working in a couple different salons, the the final salon that I worked at, my, one of the guys that I worked with, he had said, oh, let's go for sushi one night. And we, he's like, I want to open up a salon and would you do it with me? And immediately I was like, I was so not expecting it. So I thought we were going to talk about something completely different. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so we took a year to really figure it out and uh, make sure we were on the same page. Cause I know I've heard so many stories about salon ownerships going wrong or ownership, right. business ownerships in general, partnerships, sorry, mm-hmm. in general going wrong. And so I was really nervous about that. And I really wanted to make sure we were on the same page with everything down to like, you know, what it, what the salon was going to look like, you know, if we had a disagreement with a, an employee, like how would you handle it? We had those like really, really deep conversations about it before we signed any papers. And so a year later we opened up our salon and, and that's where we are today. So that is amazing. How long have you been in your business partnership now? We just hit five years, like two days ago. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. You know, yeah. I I remember also hearing things about partnerships. And then I actually have a friend who had gone into a partnership a few years ago. And it it just looked so fun. And like the business thrived. And it was really cool seeing them, you know, play off each other. So I think there's definitely like a lot of things that you have to factor in. But on the other hand, it all it just looks like so much fun to have someone to do business with. It's it probably is a lot like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like a marriage. Uh, we always say we're like we're married to each other, and well, we're married to each other longer than we probably will be married to our partners, right? Yeah. But it is it's totally different, right? And there are a lot of things that can come with it. Like it's hard at times. We have definitely had our cry fests. We've definitely like you know bitched it out. We've we've had our disagreements, but at the end of the day, as long as we have that communication. And I know that there was a time where we were starting to like even lose our staff a little bit because we weren't communicating. We were getting so busy and we were getting away from that like 
when we started the salon, it was just the two of us. Right. Right. So we didn't have any employees when we first started. So we had all this time together and then we start gaining employees. We start hiring more people and you start to get so busy with your own stuff going on that you're, you're still behind the chair doing your thing that you have to do in the salon and, and all these different things that go on that we realized we weren't communicating with each other enough anymore. And so we, we now have every week we set aside an hour where we just go to talk to each other and we just like, Hey, how'd the week go? Is there anything that we need to do? Is there anything that needs to change? Whatever it might be, whatever it could be. We could just sit there and talk. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be salon related, but we, we just make sure that we have that at least once a week so that we can maintain that we're on the same, we're on the same page. And, and that has made the salon runs so much smoother, but then on the other side too of it is really knowing your place. And I think that is probably the biggest thing about salon ownership or salon partnership is that you know what your job is and you don't like stray from that. So I'm definitely the person like I'm in the marketing side, he's the financial side. So if you need any money questions, ask him because he knows more (laughs) than me on that side. I mean, I still check the bank account, still make sure, you know, money's where it's supposed to be. But we, we have our space and there was even in the first year we had opened and he had decided to post something on our social media and I like flipped out on it. <laughs> I was like, what did you do? <laughs> I know. He's like, Hey, I'll never do it again. I was like, I have a plan. I know what I'm doing. Like, don't mess it up. So we, we have our places. We know what we're supposed to do and we have it organized in that way. So I that's what that. keeps us going. <laughs> so then as a salon owner in a partnership, then like, do you actively set aside a part of your budget and a part of your schedule for marketing. What does that marketing process look like for you as a salon owner? Because I talk to a lot of, and predominantly on the show in the past, we've, I've been talking to, you know, educators, coaches, or independent hairstylists. So I'm so curious to hear from the perspective of a salon owner, what does that look like as part of your business as a whole? Because you have other stylists that you're marketing for, not just yourself, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes. I'd like you to walk me through that. Yeah. So it's a lot of trial and error at first and figuring out like who you are as a salon and what your brand is and really making sure that you are following your brand and like, and, and being very specific and proactive with your posts. So I made sure that there was a time where like, you know, I was just kind of posting as I went and I, I, there were days or weeks where I didn't post anything because I'm like, you know, I'm just not organized with it. Right. So I have made sure that I have one day a week I set aside. That's my office day because I am still behind the chair full time. Mm -hmm. So I found I was getting so much time with my own clients, but then I wasn't focusing as much on the salon time where I was doing it on my own time, Mm -hmm. whereas I wasn't doing it it as well, or I wasn't focusing on it as much. And so it was kind of all over the place. And then it just takes away from your personal time and you get burnt out. Right. So we, or I set, set aside a full day. So I only work behind the chair four days and I'll do one business or office day. And I have a list of the things that I have to go through. So it's super organized. I know exactly what I have to do. So I keep it organized and I don't, you know, get lost in whatever else. And if I don't finish it that day, then I move it to the next day. But as long as it gets done that week and I know exactly what I'm doing. So I 
we have made sure that, you know, our, our brand is really cohesive. We know exactly who we are. So like, for instance, our brand is inclusive, eco-friendly, community-based, healthy hair and education. So that is who we are as a salon. And so I make sure that every post that I do somehow centers around that. Mm -hmm. So I know as a salon, like I'm speaking for a salon, right? I'm not speaking for myself and who, who I am, who I want to attract to the salon, who, what kind of experience I'm going to give my guests. I'm, I'm explaining or showing from the salon's perspective, perspective. God, my tongue is getting tied now. So I, I speak from a a salon perspective and I speak to what the experience is going to be like when you come into our salon. Mm -hmm. So we make sure that, you know, like all of our staff is on the same page. They know exactly what they're coming into because our brand is being explained so well online. If they do their research on us, they know who we are and what we stand for and, and, and they'll be able to portray that as well. So no matter who comes in the door, no matter who you see, you'll get the same experience from everybody, but it might just be a little bit tweaked because based on their personality, right? So as a salon, I am speaking as a whole for the salon and then, and then they'll all have their own personal social media where they can like, you know, they'll market the type of clientele that they want to come in the salon. But the, the, what I'm portraying is the experience that they're getting as a whole in the salon. Does that make I sense? That. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. And I think that's so important. So I'm like a huge believer um, that even with salon social medias, every stylist should have their own as well, because regardless of whether or not you are in a salon, you are still your own personal brand, right? Because you are attracting clients. Do you agree or disagree? And then do you support or coach your stylists on what they should be doing? Like, how do you help support your stylists in their own marketing? So this is such like a frustrating question (laughs) because everybody's so individual, right? And everybody has their own like ideas about what social media is. They all have their own perspective or their personal opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Some people like it more than others. Some people are on it more than others. Some people have different visions of what, you know, a cohesive brand will look like than others. And so it's really hard to train people. And I actually had a conversation once with another business owner about creating a cohesive brand between your salon and your staff. Mm -hmm. And so it it can be really frustrating because not everybody's going to do the same thing. But I think more than anything, and this is something that I had asked you on my podcast was, you know, how do you get people to like, how do you get your staff to like fall in love with social media or like find the purpose for it or the use for it? And it really is just making sure that even if they don't like want to post every single day or be super consistent with it, or, you know, have the same, like looking grit as you just show your work, mm-hmm. you know, like show your work and what you can do and like what type of clients you want to bring into the salon. I'm, I'm a, like, a, I'm a salon owner who, I'm very involved, like, because I do really enjoy the marketing side of things. Like I have all the graphics, I've taken tons of salon photos. I have like a whole thing that we put into, I can't remember, oh, Slack. And they can access that from anywhere. So then they can copy and download those photos and put them onto their their feed so that it makes it really easy for them. But as long as you 
share the work that you have. Like I'm as a salon owner going to share the experience that you're going to get in the salon. I'm going to be the one who invites those people in the, into the salon that we want to grow the clientele that we want to grow as a salon, but then they can see which stylist will fit them best. Yes. Right. So that. they can show their personality on their feeds. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, they might like, you know, the hair that I do. So they might decide to go see me or they like, you know, one of the girls might be a little bit more edgy. So they're like, oh, I like her personality better, whatever it might be. Or like, you know, somebody's a curl, curly specialist. Not everybody's going to be a curl specialist in the salon. So they're like, oh, maybe I'll go to them because that's what they like to do. Yeah. So we have like on our website, we have a link to everybody's social media profile and all that. So then they can check out everybody's and see exactly how they might fit that person, but they know that they're still going to get that experience within the salon, that like cohesive experience within the salon okay. that they come to know and expect. So I love that. And something that I'm noticing uh, too is that I'm really loving is a lot of salon owners are even like approaching like me, for instance, and other business and marketing educators to come in and teach classes to their staff. Because mm -hmm. that's something that I think like, like we talked about before, you know, how do you make your staff fall in love with social media and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's really cool because for so long, I know that stylists, we were so focused on technique education and all that kind of stuff. So I love that we're now starting to like, and even I see salon owners like yourself, like trying to empower their stylists to be excited about the, you know, the marketing and that kind of stuff, because mm -hmm. then it makes them feel like they're a part of something. And, you know, then they are more likely to go out and try and grow themselves. So mm -hmm. I think it's really an interesting shift that I'm seeing. Yeah, well, and I think the the biggest thing is, I mean, I think to when I was a stylist 10, 13 years ago, I was going door to door handing out cards. Like I, I made up little packets that I cut myself of different coupons that people could get. Mm -hmm. And I would go door to door. My boyfriend at the time went with me and we went to every single door, hundreds, hundreds of houses. You know, you have business cards with you at all times. So if you're at the bar or the restaurant or wherever yeah. you're handing those out, but now like you don't necessarily have to do that. No. You know, you can really like, and we were just trying to get anybody, right? Yeah. Whereas now you have this whole free tool. It's a I free know. tool <laughs> to be able to market the way that you want to market, like the specific people that you want in your chair, rather than just getting anybody off the street. So why wouldn't you use it? And it, like, we had, you know, even like a folder. I don't know if you had it, but like you had a lookbook in a folder. Like you put them in the little slots of all the pictures that you've done or the hair that you've done. And it sounds so old school, but, but it's true. Right. And so now you have this whole place to be able to put it online and show to the masses of the type of looks and styles that you do. So whether you do it consistently or not, because like you can't make everybody fall in love with social media. It's, the reality is not everybody's going to want to do it. Sure. And you have to be okay with that as a slaughter. Like I still have a hard time if they're not posting consistently, mm -hmm. but I, I, I want them to grow and I want them, I want them to do the things that they want to do and fall in love with their careers because they're doing what they love. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I want them to be able to share those things and, and work hard at it and all those sorts of things. But you have an opportunity to be able to do that with 
with a tool. So yeah, again, like if they're, if they're not doing it consistently, at least post some of your work so people can see what you do within the salon, because you're not the only one that's there. They can literally go to anybody. And if you're not the one answering the phone, they're going to go to somebody else. So, right. you know, show, show them what you do. So when they're now, now everything's online, so they're booking online and they're not asking who's the best at this kind of hair. Yeah. They're seeing, they're seeing it online. So totally. show your work. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, too, I always, you know, I think I I would say, and, you know, not everyone agrees with this, but mm-hmm. I always say that like 50% of why people see you might be your, your actual technical skill. The rest of it mm-hmm. is like personality, the way you make them feel all of those things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always coach to like showing up as you also on your Instagram so that people can get a feel for who you are as a person, as well as your work, right? Because that's almost as important in my opinion. So if you can kind of showcase like a preview of what people are going to get behind the chair, then, you know, that can also influence that decision and it can, it can help you get people in your chair that you legitimately enjoy spending your day with and spending time with. I know that we've all had that, those types of clients where you are like, I can't believe this is my job. Like they're so much fun and they just love your work so much. And like, do you know the kind of client I'm talking about where you just feel so lit up after and it's like such an energizing experience? And That's so true, yeah. yeah. And like, I can think of like, like a dozen people just off the top of my head, even though I don't even do hair anymore, <laughs> that I just like absolutely loved. And you know, I think the opportunity to fill your entire day and your entire schedule with people like that is something that people don't factor in when it comes to marketing, because for so long, it was hard to target exactly who you wanted. So that's what I love about, and you know, I'm Instagram biased for sure, but (laughs) this is what I love about the platform is you have that opportunity as well, which is kind of a segue into my next question for you. (laughs) Which is your favorite platform for marketing your salon and your business? Okay, so I have three. Can I share three? So number one, the number, number, number one is email. Like email is, I like, you can get 10 times more turnover or return, sorry, not Mm -hmm. turnover, 10 more times return on email than you will on Instagram, in my opinion. Yeah. And... I like, and the, the puddings, what is it? The puddings in the bread, the breads in the, the pudding, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm so bad at those. Oh, um, the proofs of the pudding though, like when you, when you, when we send out an email to our clients and, and I mean, we just did it, we are shut down right now. So I'm sending out more emails than I usually would because I want people to be informed about what's going on. I want to be able to send to the masses and, and really with Instagram, it's what like four or 6% of not even percent of people actually see your feed posts, right? Like of your audience. Yeah. Depending. Give or take, give or take. It's yeah. very dependable, but it, it's not something, yeah. It's not something that you can necessarily predict for sure. I get what you're saying. Right. So at least with, with email, you're 
more like everybody is seeing that email unless it like happens to go to their junk mail or whatever but everybody's seeing that email and so you can see the amount of people that are opening it and you can specifically tell them everything you want to say within that email now don't like go off the charts and create this like novel of an email (laughs) have your like three top points that you want to get across if you had more points send out another email a couple weeks down the road or a week down the road or whatever but get to the point of what you want and you have actual links that you can put to that to that specific topic and so people can go directly from that email and go purchase whatever so of course right now like we're we have our online store so people can go purchase products right there (laughs) i will do the same post on instagram and i might get like you know one or two people who are going to actually purchase the thing but i've made like $500 off of that, this one email, right? So you can, you can really do a lot with that email and be able to share a lot. We have also two within our salon, we have, and this is something that was like a very big trial and error that we had done over the years. And we found this worked really, really well for us because now we've created these systems and the organization within our salon. So we know exactly what's coming when it's going to come. So we did now every year we come up with five promotions, six promotions when we have them every two months. So we have, we have them for, for two months, two month periods so that the, the returning clients can come through. And so for instance, we'll do like referral program for two months. So or a referral promotion. So for every person you refer, you get like 10 or $20 off. And then the next one is like buy two products, get one free or whatever it might be. And so we have those for two months and now we know that we can say rather than like coming up with a promotion for that month. So it's June 1st and we're like, Hey, what promotion should we do this month? And then you send it out and, 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 and you're trying to reach people as quickly as possible so that you can get this in. I know that two months down the road, we're having this referral promotion. So I'm going to start telling people now because I I can start getting people in the door. Right? So, okay. If, we're having this referral program. We need people in for those two months. I don't want to have like my schedule's full, yeah. right? For those two months. So I'm not going to be able to get those referrals in. Whereas now two months down the road, I have those openings for those new people to come through the door. So they already know that this is going to happen. So I can start like sending those out through email. I can start posting on social media and all those types of types of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that went off on a tangent, but back to your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good though. I love, <laughs> I love email marketing. And I think that's such a great, I think it's so great that you brought that up as a platform. So I love the way that you phrase that. That's perfect. Yeah. And then my second one is, well, like, obviously I love Instagram that one, you know, you can, Mm -hmm. you can really portray who you are as a brand, be able to reach people consistently, Mm -hmm. have conversations, be social with people. Like I have conversations with our clients all the time and you know, I'm the only one that's in charge of this, of our, our Instagram. And so I'm the one who's always like constantly communicating with our, with our clients and stuff. So at least we can have that like consistent message being shown across the platforms. So that way it's not like, you know, this person's going to do this platform platform, this other person's going to do this platform. It's, it's only me so that our message is, is strictly the straight across the board and people know what they're going to get with my other one is website. So that is like the biggest platform that I have found within our salon because we were able to create, create a really, um, clear, really 
like the overall vision of who we are, it's kind of like the front door to your salon, right? It's people come in before they come into the salon, they're going to your website to check out who you are, what the services are, the prices, what's going on, whatever it may be. You have your booking button right on there. I have had so many people comment to me saying that they loved our website and that is why they came to us. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. why they came. Yeah. Because it was so clear. It's concise. It's to the point. It has everything you need under one roof of knowing what we are about. And so I'm able to share that through through the words that I use on our website so that they know exactly what they're getting. And And I am quite amazed at how much people do pay attention to websites and people do like think about if you're, you know, you're thinking about going to a new, a new business, you're going to get your nails done or whatever you want to see what their, what their website looks like, what the service prices are, all those things. And if it looks like icky, I don't really want to go there. Like I want it to look really presentable. I want to, you know, feel like I'm going to this like really nice posh place or whatever, you know, you're, you're paying for what you're getting right. Or for that experience. Yeah, exactly. So it's really clear and concise. And that's why I love using our website as a platform. I use Squarespace for mine. So it's easy enough for me just to go on and change things up as I need. I have um, the pop up menus at the top that say what our promotions are that month. We have now, you know, going through COVID and everything, we've changed so many things and we're online a lot more, right? Mm -hmm. So our online shop, our retail shop is on there. So people can like purchase their products before they even come in for their appointment just pick it up then or whatever it may be. So we have all this different stuff and it's being able to, uh, we're able to communicate it through our website. So, Oh, I love those that. Those are my three. <laughs> you know what is so funny? And like, no one is going to believe that we did not talk about this in advance, but I always think <laughs> of those three things as like the marketing trifecta basically, like, mm-hmm. and they all need to work hand in hand because, mm-hmm. you know, I think my friend Piper and I, we always say that like, Basically, websites are what legitimize your business and social media humanizes your business and they need to go together, right? I think that's actually something Piper said initially and she is like the website queen. So I love love hearing her perspective on this. But yeah, I think that's so important to to think about those three as almost hand in hand, right? So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's so important. It is. And I mean, even like, for like, I love Piper. I've been following her for a long time. I went to her retreat the first time they they had done their retreat. And she had taught me a lot just in like the style fonts and the coloring, Mm -hmm. like how much those things matter. And you don't really realize it until you know, just pay attention to any sort of brand out there, right? And like, you know, the McDonald's sign is yellow, like if they had changed it to blue, like, what the heck? right? So So it's just like those simple little things that you don't think that matter, like even down to this is actually something I learned in, in university. And and of course, you spent thousands of dollars going to university. And this is what I took away from it. (laughs) But but it's the music that you play in the salon, right? Like it's down to that, like you go to a fancy restaurant, if they were playing death metal in this in a fancy restaurant, like, it's totally different versus that you go to a fast food restaurant and they're playing faster music because they want you to eat faster and order more. So it's those little things. And so then you go to a fancy restaurant, they're playing slower music because they want you to eat slow, enjoy your experience and all this. It's those little things that make a difference in your business. I love that 
so much. This has been such a great conversation. So thank you so much for being here. So where can my audience go to find out more about you? They can go to at hair by Sam Lacoste is my, my hair page for Instagram. And then at secret life of a underscore hairstylist is my podcast. And I have more like salon information on that page. And then as well as the podcast secret life of a hairstylist. So you can check that out. And then I have my website, samlacoste.com, but all of my stuff is on Instagram. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you again for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Hairstylist Rising podcast. And I will see you same place, same time next week.